and welcome to a store to steer her high. Store to, st- store to steer her by. Oh, these are my favorite intros. I'm so glad I'm here for this. <laughs> you are listening to a star to steer her by Star Trek podcast. This is episode number 159. Nope. Oh, sorry. This is episode 158. That's great. Yay. Today's episode, we're going to be covering two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. Nope. Nope. No. Deep Space Nine. Yeah. But first, my name is Jake. Nope. Nope. <laughs> what, what do you mean, nope? We've been noping everything Jake's been saying because he's mostly been wrong so oh. far. But, this, this, this but he right, is a Jake. This is, is what? This is Ames? Is Wait, I, I didn't say my name. No. I'm not you're right, you're right. Chris, you ready? Hello, and welcome to a Star Trek Series. <laughs> no! This is Jake. This is Chris. I've already went. <laughs> Edit it in. <laughs> Chris isn't going to do that. We'll see. It is what, this is Ames. Show. I'm Caitlin. I'm James. Special welcome back, guest James. Star. What are you hey. still doing here? Welcome back. You didn't Special let me go guest. home. Yeah. All right, well. We tied him to a radiator. lived here for a whole week. I feel older. You look Well, older. as mentioned, we are going to be covering two episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Woo! Yeah. Those episodes are in no particular order other than the order in which they aired. And the order in which we're discussing them. And the order in which we're discussing them are Melora, followed by Rules of Acquisition, as they would say en français. No, oh. I, don't I don't think that's, that's right. <laughs> no. Nope. Halloween 1993, Melora. and a very scary episode it is. Melora Borealis. In Melora, there's a woman. Her name happens to be Melora. What? She comes from a planet where there is very low gravity, and therefore she's got weak-ass bones and muscles. Mostly muscles, I guess. Basically, she's in Starfleet, but like she has to wear like an exoskeleton type of deal, and she... And she most of the time she uses a wheelchair, but she's also like very independent and doesn't think she doesn't need anyone's help. So Reva from Loud as a Whisper. Sure. Yeah, but at first she's kinda like cold about it and you So know, Reva from Loud She's as a like, whisper. I'm gonna go on a away mission all by myself in this runabout and Cisco's like, I wouldn't let anybody do that. That's my roundabout. Especially not an ensign. Yeah. Fuck. So Bashir, seeing or should I say smelling Melora, decides that he's gotta get in. <laughs> what? Um, he can He's smell vagina. Um, oh, he decides he wants he wants a no. piece of that. And Dax is all that all happy to be like, yes, yes, Julian, go for it. Pursue it, someone that isn't me, please. Um, and uh, so Julian designs, you know, the, or finds this like therapy that he can do to to give her super strength. And it works, but it's going to be an irreversible process. So she doesn't need the chair anymore. So she wouldn't need the Clarify. chair. Yeah, exactly. It would make her think, you know, make her make her bones and muscles strong enough. She could just be, you know, walk around in normal gravity. Well, um, normal to us. Yeah, well, normal to evidently everyone in the galaxy except for her planet. Meh. So he starts giving it to her, and, find, and eventually she's like, yeah, you know he what? He starts giving it to her already. <laughs> he does give it to her, and eventually she's like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I kind of would miss flying, which is what I do in my home world. So. And the dick's not that good. And the dick ain't that good. Meanwhile, though, Quark uh, yeah. is getting into trouble with Felis Cat. 
Felix Cat? Felix the Cat? Felix the Cat. I don't remember Felix the Cat being in this episode. Anyway, he's in trouble with the Alpha Quadrant sandwich-eating champion Felix Cat. (laughs) I don't understand. Because he had had a... stupid. He had a fucking... His makeup was such that there was no... His mouth was mostly covered by part of his nose. He had a beak that was attached to his chin. I hated that. Yeah, that was like a handle face. I think... Star Trek may have just introduced its dumbest alien ever. I don't know if they How will ever top eat? it. I don't know. How do they kiss? Okay, okay since we're they on that don't. topic no, we're not. We're in the yeah, no, sorry, wait, wait, this is really, really, really important. Okay. I was watching with my friend, and they said if they were kissing, they would call it bumping beak. That was really important, James. Yes, <laughs> yes it was. Great. Go on, James. Um, your, your so friend, anyway, fella, James, you're fired. Felix so shows up and it turns out that he was an old business associate of Quark's who Quark ditched and the guy ended up... Sounds sp- like Janestown. Uh, yeah, a little Janestown-y. Quark ended up... Uh, this guy ended up spending uh, eight years in prison as a result of Quark and now he's here to uh, kill Quark and he says as much. So Quark goes to Odo and is like, Odo, this guy's going to kill one. me. And Odo's like... <laughs> um, Odo's like, you know what? I'll do my job, but... Uh, if you I ain't going to like it. But it's, uh, you know, whatever. So anyway, Quark like figures out a way to get through this guy's like, listen, hey, we can rip off uh or I'll I'll give you this I'll give you the, the proceeds from this score I'm about to make. Let's do one last job. So then uh Fellet he takes the proceeds, but then he kills the other business contact and they have that to was sad. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. douchey. He just wanted some trinkets. And then, you know, Anne steals the product and But Quark's they weren't like, even trinkets. It's like he was gonna like It's like some cultural he, Yeah, thing. he was yeah. gonna like fucking donate them to a museum. Ugh. Poor that so guy. they steal a runabout, and this is where the the storylines converge Barely. because yeah. um, forcefully, because like that guy's Melora face. has to disengage the gravity in the runabout in order to gain the advantage and, and hit the guy. Yeah, a little buttony. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and um, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was and all is well. Uh, we never see this character again. Nope, that's the worst part. Yeah, she decides not to do the you can walk on dry land aerial bit. Well, I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad though because I kind of feel like Julian just kind of decided she was gonna do it. Like I don't really remember family again. Jesus, I I just mean like I don't remember them ever actually discussing it. It's just like, hey, I found this thing, and then he was like, and you're doing it. And also, like as many people as possible tried to mention like, oh, you're gonna get published for this, and she never mentions it, and he never acknowledges it. And I'm like, Julian, you son of a bitch. He should still publish yeah, though. There's... I mean, okay, yeah, but, that's but so let's fucked up. let's just talk about the fact that where is the ethics board review? Don't they do like like clinical trials? Before well, that's the thing. It's like she is so the basically, trial. basically, you took this woman you're fucking and decided to experiment on her. So okay, so it's actually a and little not worse in a than fun that. sexual because, way either. So Julian, <laughs> Julian is basically her doctor at first. Yeah, and then later, as a like as kind of a flirtatious moment, he you know goes and visits her and says, "I'm not your doctor anymore." Let's have some. Let's um, play doctor, right? <laughs> you know, and so they they have an intimate moment, I mean, and then lo- and then after. <laughs> Please, James. It was probably more like an intimate then, 32 seconds. Yeah, let's not, and then, let's not <laughs> overstate then after Julian. After the inter- in, intimate moment, he then says, oh, I can perform this medical procedure on you, which would make him her doctor again while being in a relationship with yeah, her. Yeah, no. It's, it's completely... Are there rules against dating your doctor? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Are there actually rules against I, dating your doctor? There's, I know what if you want to date your doctor? I know of a yeah, doctor. What if your doctor I, is really I know hot? of a doctor who had a relationship with a patient and he lost his license. What? 
this happens. Yeah, no, you're so really. So if you want to date your doctor, you're like, well, I guess you can't be my doctor anymore. Yeah, you right. Get, get a different get a different doctor. Who is that on? Is that on you or the uh, you or the doctor? It's Both on the of doctor. you. No, it's on the doctor because he's the one with like. The well, yeah, that's true. Power. Like the doctor has to be like, we can't do this anymore. Well, yeah, but it's Star Trek, so I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, there, know, was, there was a lot very wrong with Super that. ethically fucking dubious. But hey, guys, he didn't let the fact that she was in a uh, wheelchair stop his boner. So, I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, this was another episode of Julian's sex tourism. Basically. Like, why has he become the Geordie of this show? Yeah, well, the moment Melora shows up, I got a, like such the strong Leia Brahms vibe because he's like, oh, yeah. hey, I've been reading up all about you. I'm like, oh my God, you're basically Geordie. And, and she, and, and she and treated she, him really poorly yeah, like she, comes she did in to Geordie. Bitch. Yeah. And well, he's like, oh, well, you're not like the same as in, in your file until they bond over whatever the fuck. And... He, she sure... just didn't find the sex doll that he made. <laughs> oh, no. I know, he's got her in his holiday. That's why he I'm modified sure. the chair designs because he wanted to be able to put his real doll in it. Oh, <laughs> Julian, you're the worst. Sorry, it's not funny. I mean, it is funny, but I'm not, I'm not actually... When you touch this wheelchair, you're touching me. Oh, God. <laughs> no. There's a hole in the back of the wheelchair. So, I, I... Another problem with the whole <laughs> central premise of this episode... Say again? Is it stupid? Is um, the fact that, like... I get what they were going for, but... What were they going for, Chris? Like, the whole fucking Little Mermaid thing. It's like, oh, no. If I, if I am not crushed by your gravity i can never go home it's like wait what no you'd go home and you'd be like a fucking superman, superman yeah you know? like <laughs> it's the opposite leap tall building they have this character on the orville and she's super strong yeah, that's the whole point yeah, of that like, character on the if orville. she was from like that thing she's from a low gravity it, it, if it was the other way around if she was from a high gravity world and they adapted her to lower gravity then yes she couldn't go home without it being bad but this is like also how the fuck how the actual piddling pissing fuck is Julian Bashir an astronaut who has never done any sort of low grav training? There's a button for it right in the shuttle craft, and there's also holodecks that exist. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure and you do, like, do EVAs. And Kirk, and, Kirk yeah. and, and Spock once commented, granted it was in TAS, so fuck it, but they commented, oh, when was your last zero gravity training, Mr. Spock? Oh, last week with you, if I remember the well, fucking the line. They don't have they to say that in first contact. Do they? Yeah, that's because it's implied. Well, first contact hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, the point is, in canon, it is still a thing in Starfleet yeah. that you do zero-G training. Well, that's the even, thing, that's the, even if they hadn't said it in canon at this point, I still would have just felt like, of course they do zero-G training. They are fucking astronauts. They are in space. Like, you at the, you could argue, like, oh, well, you know, the doctors don't maybe don't do the EVAs. I mean, look, they're going to be on starships. There's no way there isn't training for everyone, you know, in case the gravity breaks. Like, the fact that he has never been in... happened on TAS. Yeah. They're like, there's no way he's not ever been in a low-gravity Well, maybe that's not that. Maybe it's that he never did it with a sexy lady. No, maybe. No, his reaction when he started floating was like, this is awesome! Yeah, no, you stole yeah, fizzy was... lifting drink. Actually, yeah, I had the same thought. <laughs> here's a question about if Melora would be able to go home. Is I'm sure that would mean, like, her, like cardiovascular system and stuff would be different. Yeah, I mean, I'm wrong. She would I mean, probably... It, it would uh, cause her issues. Ultimately, the show establishes she could not go home. Yeah. It doesn't really... It, the details don't really matter. Yeah. But like, they, if she gets the treatment, she cannot go home. Yeah. Which, I'll admit, was one of my notes was like, wait, if she gets this treatment, how does this affect her home life? Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. And no one's talking about this at first. Well, also, though, that Starfleet officers don't seem to have much of a home life 
Mm, like, true. That's what someone should have said to her. It's like, look, option, honestly, you're not going to go home. None but of us stuck in The other home. thing, too, is I feel as though the whole, like, the wheelchair thing was, the, was a big issue in this episode. Like, how they couldn't get over the thresholds in the station because... It's how Bad it's design. design, yeah. That's Cardassian design. They um, don't care about those. Well, I was who gonna can't say they walk. probably just like fucking leave people who can't but walk out on the. Are there, have you mountain. seen Jeffrey t- Jeffrey's tubes in the Enterprise? How are there not hover chairs? There was, but she couldn't use one on there because. Oh, actually, they were there was science babble at the beginning. Did they say why she couldn't do that in the in the the episode? They were originally going to try to use the chair that they used for Jameson in TNG, but because all the set is like all the corridors are way narrower and everything is way tighter because it's a space station. Oh, you're talking about realistic reality. I mean, yeah, that and also you know. Probably bleeds into like why that would make sense in the world too. Hey, also like how you know it base it the wheelchair basically looked like a wheelchair from today with yeah, like so but it was it like had a, a space fucking really stupid movement control. It had, what that, the it fuck had, was had like that dumb silver piece of wheels. That's like, it's the future. It was like a future. It was like the fucking drum kit and fucking Nemesis. Yeah, the goddamn plastic symbol. Goddamn it. I also oh, feel I like... I forgot about that. You know, they, they... I get that they were trying to show that she was independent, but I feel like, again, the sort of the the argument kind of falls apart because it's like, like no, lady, it, it's not because of your, your gravity issue. It's because I would not send any ensign alone into the Gamma Quadrant with a runabout. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, your own runabout. B-Y-O-R. Like, maybe... But they they sh- would have had that discussion with the ensign there and not a doctor. And they were... She was being treated differently. Yeah, like it she doesn't. To it be doesn't because he wanted to talk about her because right. he likes her. Yeah, probably. But like, no, she she was getting treated differently. She was getting treated with kid gloves, and it's really not reasonable to. No, I don't think that's true. I think they were just telling him what had transpired. I don't really feel like saying, "Oh, I met our new ensign, and she seems to think she's going to pilot this fucking thing on her own." What a crazy bitch! Yeah. That doesn't feel like kid gloves. That feels like, hey, heads up, this one's a pain in the ass. You're going to have to talk her off the ledge here because she thinks she's going to fucking pilot this thing herself. I also don't think it's reasonable. I don't think very seldom does any Starfleet officer, even a captain, go by themselves out on a on an away right no i'm not saying it's i'm not saying that it's unreasonable that you'd have supervision or you'd have a co-pilot i'm i'm saying that the way that they were having the discussion was different than the way they'd have the discussion with anyone else i don't know if i agree i think they all just happen to be there yeah i mean i think for me what made made it a little more effective was if it wasn't so much the discussion was you know, should we send someone with you? But maybe they were going to try to insist on sending, like, a medical person as well, just in case. Then that could have felt a little more like, yeah, no, guys, you're being a bit much. Yeah. Because like this way it's a little too subtle, I think. Maybe if, if the, like, her intention would be like, no, I want to turn the gravity off so, so I can do my work in low gravity. Well, and that could have been exactly what it was, right? Yeah, but she I... hasn't opened up to anybody about that yet. Mm-hmm. But again, you'd think... CRG training. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I, well, like I said, I said to Chris, and I will now say to you, I actually really liked that she was being kind of a bitch because I feel like so often the depiction of people who are differently abled is that they're really happy and nice and they're really like just such nice, sweet people. And it's like, yeah, or they're just like, you know, people. And some of them are great and some of them are assholes and they have their own. Some of them are great assholes, man. Yeah? <laughs> There's just, I think, 
I liked that they were not playing the like, oh, I'm so happy to be here and have this opportunity because, you know, I'm in this chair and I know you don't have to let me be here. Instead, she was like, fuck you. I do my work. I do it well. I don't need your stupid special treatment. I, I'm pissed off that you fucked with my chair. Not here to make friends. I don't know. Knows how she likes her clinging food. I liked her a lot. I yeah, no, she's a good character. Her yes, not, yes. her not continuing to be on the show was a like. Oh, you know what's interesting? Very missed opportunity. She would have been fantastic. Originally, they were designing a character, you know, from a low gravity environment to be the science officer on the show. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I didn't get a lot of chance to go too far down this rabbit hole. But I guess there were a lot of. Terry like, cons- Farrell didn't want to walk into Frankenstein. No, I mean they, they it made them go with the trill, and I think they decided later. I mean. The, I think I remember we we learned that they cast Terry Farrell like super fucking late. Mm, that's right. When this decision had already been made. You okay there, Caitlin? You okay? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, uh, oh, Terry Farrell in one like fucking Frankenstein. Jesus Christ. And the, the writer of this episode, uh, Evan Carlos Summers, is in a wheelchair himself. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. And he's, he I has feel, stated I feel that, a little better about it then. Yeah, his... his Treatment of this episode was trying to undo what happened in Ethics, where Worf got barreled, oh, yeah. and the, the treatment of him was oh very, god, you're done. Yeah, he's yeah. Gonna, you he better needs, just die. He needs to kill himself yeah. now because he's useless. Good for him. That's awesome. Well, yeah. that was. He also really didn't like a lot of the treatment, do- the, the edits they made to this episode because mm. there were some elements that they changed. He was yeah. very un- like displeased with it. Yeah, there was definitely there was definitely like. I was surprised at how well the episode generally handled the topic because it it very much is like the premise of like you know it's like a very special episode of Star Trek. Yeah, well that's where it's like where we confront disability. <laughs> but why would anyone want to do drugs? Well right. that that had been my cuz I didn't know that the writer uh, yeah because I remember thinking like, oh, my like one of my first notes like, oh god, is this gonna be some sort of like really cringy, well-meaning, but written by only able-bodied people yeah. episode? Well, there's definitely there are definitely parts like that, like the scene, yeah. the, like the scene where Julian is like, I don't think you're mad at people. I think you just are scared and want to be safe, and that's why you lash out yeah, at that. Was... And it was just like that's so incredibly heavy-handed and like able-splaining and like ridiculously awful. Oh yeah, that fucking scene that was weird. We. He walks in, and she's like, oh, I owe you an apology. And then he just yells at her for a while. Right. Until she, he hits on her. It's yeah. Like, and, she was, and she was apologizing for stuff she had absolutely no reason no. to apologize for. Yeah, the apology yeah. was like, very weird. I, wonder, I, I do wonder if those were the edits that were that were made to the script, because they're so tonally, like, yeah. discordant with a lot of the rest of it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to look too far into yeah. it. Just, I mean, like, the, the writing itself is just so garbage in that scene. Yeah, it really is. I guess, it, but the thing was, I was able to sort of write it off. I was like, yep, yeah, this is Julian being yeah. fucking Julian. Yeah, and he's, he's I feel like that character's come a long way. But there's still some. <laughs> no, but, but like, there's still some season one baggage. So this, this was a, this sometimes was, several feet. Change. This was a big step backwards for him. I it think. Was. You know what's funny yeah. is I know I've, I know I had seen this episode before, and I, but I was convinced in my brain that it was a Riker episode. <laughs> <laughs> so when it turned up, now it does like, oh, feel my. like a Riker oh, yeah. episode. Yes. This, is, this is very yeah. This stuff does have yeah. like some of that Riker. Vanhorishness. Uh, yeah, the outcast. I, uh, I will say vibe. too, if there's one thing, and I don't know how to explain this. But it just, it felt right when they revealed that before he decided to go into medicine, Julian thought he would be a tennis pro. It's like, yeah. yeah. Like, Julian's the kind of guy, if he had made it as a pro, he totally then would have, like... I was gonna be a doctor. 
was gonna like no he would be he would do like his time as a pro and then he'd retire to teach like wealthy bored middle-aged housewives tennis or you know mm. quote unquote teach them tennis like mm. he's definitely that kind of sleazy tennis instructor in my mind I guarantee though he draws like little comics of himself as a, as a superhero <laughs> tennis player who's a brilliant doctor by night he's both he's, he's that, oh god, that does feel like a, ba- a bad time about this last week, but like bad 70s series. Mm. Like a, a fucking brilliant surgeon who's also just the world's like second seed tennis player. But he's also, and he's also works for the CIA. Oh, he yeah. He also has a different woman every he uses week. That, but, he uses that as a cover, you know, to go to like tennis championships in Moscow. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> We've got to get him to Moscow. Someone who's there is doing a big nuclear negotiation, but his heart, it's issues, and we don't trust him with the Russian doctors or There's something. definitely a scene where, like, there's an assassin in the stands at the championship, and he sees him, and he intentionally hits, hits him with the ball! Yeah! Yes. yeah. Fuck yeah! I like this I was going to suggest that you should just delete this entire conversation, but I kind of want to keep it that. <laughs> Well, thankfully, we don't take orders from you, so oh, no, Chris will be deleting it because it's not related to the episode. No, this is great. I love it. Oh, okay. Well, when Chris has a tennis, idea, oh, yeah, it yeah, stays yeah. in. Yeah, well, no, again, I see how it is. Mm, yeah, me Jake's too. Punchline yeah. is making editor. Editor makes himself look good. Well, he as he often does tell us, if we would like to edit it, we may. And none of us I'll would. None of us none would of like us to do that. All right. That. Well, we can. We can continue talking about the episode. What God, about? No, that? I trust you even less than him. Oh yeah. What okay, about the B plot? What about Quark? No, no, wait, wait. Before the B plot, there's yeah. an element of the A plot I want to discuss. Is it the discussion between Dax and Melora about girl talk? Boys. Good point. Let's talk about that first. Boys! Then we'll talk about my okay. thing. Boys! All I wrote. All I wrote is that at least it was better than Troy and Crusher. Yes. Well, they certainly weren't wearing leotards. Yeah, that is and very the whole, true. And the whole time, I'm certain Jadzia's like, yes, take him off my hands. Yeah. That's really what it was. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I know. Was... Totally marriage material. Yeah, no, he's cool. Yeah, you know what? He's really good at tennis. The worst uh, part is... <laughs> the worst part... The worst part is, is, like, the lead-up to the boys' talk is, like, Melora's like, oh, do you mind if I put on some, like, Vulcan music? And I'm like, oh, they're gonna talk music in the runabout. This is gonna be so cool. And Why like, would that be cool? Because it would just... Well, I mean, Why it would, wouldn't it be cool? Because it would be interesting and neat. It would be fun to have, like... It would be fun to have these two characters nerd out about music, particularly, particularly, um... Vulcanese. Who's been, you know, around for... She knew the original 400 Surak. years. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like... It could have been a pretty cool conversation, and like yeah. Melora knows her stuff. Yeah, like she's got like deep cuts. She probably has like literal vinyl in a storage unit somewhere. No, that's probably. Yeah. And so that would have just been interesting, and then they would have had two women talking about something other than boys. They they spent a, a sentence talking about Vulcan music. You know, she was like, they "Can said, I, oh, t- it's can I turn this music it's, on?" And it's she was derivative, like, "Derivative, isn't it? Oh yeah." When you're yeah. driving the runabout, you put on whatever music you want. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about boys now. <laughs> What I loved, though, from the A-plot was the Klingon chef stroke singer stroke. Mm. I'm so mm. sad he doesn't show up more. Right? Like, I just, every time they show a Klingon who's not a warrior, I'm like, I want to know you! Come back! You make food and you play some sort of weird throat fiddle while you sing. Yeah. And he's still so Klingon about every moment he is. of it. Right. Like when, when Malora calls him out and saying, well, your gut isn't fresh enough. Yeah. Whatever the stuff. I forget the stuff. Yeah, but well, the, yeah. the stuff wasn't yeah. fresh enough. And rah, Nothing's rah, rah. worse than And he gives him this big smile yeah. like, yeah, I like you and throws it over his yeah. shoulder yeah. in the most Klingon way. Yep. He's like, alright, you're not just a fucking tourist. Oh, yeah, I just like... I think I think he shows up in one more episode this uh, yeah. this season. Yeah, he does. Um, but 
But that's it, though. Like, that's what I want. He I just ah, oh, he really should have been like just, just in the background just all the time. CBS, just give me one mini series, one six episode series about the Klingons who aren't the big tough murder Put Klingons. Them in the no, CBS in is shorts. not that smart anymore because give me the, the art Klingons, Klingons are a monoculture now. I know they've always mostly been, but any potential hint that they weren't is, is gone. I know. I just, I want the poet Klingon or the architect Klingon or Well, you got Shakespeare. What more do you yeah. want? Uh, the old lady Kalar. nanny Klingon. Kalar back. Yeah. Kalar, who's only half Klingon, so. You know. But yes, so, all that aside, B-plot. Yeah, so Quark, uh, that, this B-plot was dumb as fuck. Oh. I loved it. I want, no, Dude, I, it's perfect. The, the start of the B-plot is Quark sees the sees his old partner who he screwed over. He sits down with his old partner who he screwed over, and his partner who he screwed over says, "I'm going to kill you." <laughs> and that's the setup for the entire yep. plot. And that's all that happens for the entire thing. Yep, is the guy's like, "Yeah, that was a good try to placate me, but I'm, I'm going to kill you." I liked, I loved when Quark finally goes to Odo. And Odo, first of all, already knows everything. (laughs) But then he takes that minute where he clearly is picturing this guy killing Quark and just has the biggest smile on. And Quark's like, what? Hmm? Oh, nothing. Yeah, Yeah, I should rephrase. I think everything that Armin Shimmerman did as part of this B-plot was gold. Yeah. But I did not care for the the guy. His makeup was reprehensible. His makeup was I think that was a big part of the problem. The acting was... Because there was even a moment where he eats, and it just does prove how evolution would never make that In the very first scene, Quark hands him a drink, and he conveniently sips it off stage. (laughs) Yeah. That was so good. Always eat off camera. Like, give him a straw. Like, you just... It just... Real evolution wouldn't do that. It just wouldn't. This... I... I, Again, we got a lot of Star Trek to go, but they will be hard-pressed to ever have such a stupid design. You know, what they could have done is just given him a fucking trunk. Or, yeah, and mm-hmm. he could just like put dip that in the liquid, and that would have the liquid fun. disappear. And I would like, oh, that. He could have been a vape alien. Yeah, those made more sense. Anything. What were those things? The, oh, the uh, benzite. Benzite. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Thanks. That'd be funny, a criminal benzite, because mm. we've only seen the two nerdy ones that they were just the same. Rip guy. out the hoses and they'd be done. Mm, it's true. But and this guy definitely feels like he'd just be like, huh, yoink. Yeah, and that would like, hurt. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay, it's, like, it's like pulling a Ferengi by the ear. It's ah, right ah, there. And he'll make the orgasm sounds. Mm. Still haunted by Quark's weird... It's been an entire week. And then, it's, it's and then the way that you. plots right. awkwardly it's, it's dovetail. It's never going to leave me. That's why. Yeah, I mean, it was really just to be like, look, she's fucking... Superhuman she's Superhuman when she, she's got zero gravity. She, it's like when, when Jordy uses his visor to do things. He's like, oh, you're using the thing that, that the rest time. of us wouldn't... Like, have to you've turned your disadvantage into an advantage. Yeah. One of the times where you just would feel like these plots didn't need to dovetail... And they yeah. did. Oh, and the phaser didn't affect her because she was getting shot up with the hormones, or oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. because phasers not hormones. That, that was that was Bashir. The stuff for her body yeah, so, physiology. Like yeah, some he had to like publish that, and someone in the fucking you know someone at the in the makes more, you impervious to phasers, right? Someone at the much more military end of Starfleet was oh, like no. super soldiers. It did knock her on her butt. Like, yeah, but she <laughs> lived, which yeah. was not supposed to happen. But we don't know what setting the phaser. Was I mean, at. it killed the other guy. I was gonna say, presumably it was on kill, since they made a big deal of her not, you know, dying. 
Unless you're our pre-existing condition. The opinion. other guy, by the way, had we seen one of his species before? He was familiar. Weird little rat. Yeah, he's our Euridian. Thank you. What's it? Oh, well, remember the guy who told Worf that his dad was so alive? Yeah. Oh, yes. One of, sort one of, of, one of those things. Thank oh, you. interesting. It's driving me nuts. So here's a question. So when they're kidnapped by fucking, what was his name, Cot, can't we beam them out of the I thought the shuttle? same thing. Could that be a way to like get the hostages back? Mm. You would think beam so. Them out? Well, they even they, they or beam it... out the guy who's take, ha- taking them hostage or no. Oh, okay. Cisco well, asks if they it's can beam over at warp, and O'Brien says that's not a good idea, sir. Oh yeah, but but then they weren't at warp eventually, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, I know. So they, warped, they, not... they warped over there. I was surprised. Wait, who was at warp? Wasn't that a the thing? runabout? Was tele- somebody was at warp at one point. Yeah, they eventually well, teleported over there because they, they were do, chasing because yeah. they were chasing them, and Cisco's like, "Can you beam me over?" I mean, before they even fucking left the, oh, the well, station. Yeah. But... yeah, that was. I don't know. Yeah, they probably should have just beamed them off. You know, technically, if you're moving at the same speed as another spaceship, you're essentially not moving relative to each other. Yeah, but I think there's a problem with... I think there might be a problem with warp, because warp actually distorts space. Space, yeah. So maybe that's not a good thing to beam through. What it really comes down to is one of the primary rules of Star Trek is if your plot could be solved by the transporter, you forget it exists. And if you have to, you'll make an excuse for it not to work in that moment. True. True. Cool. So speaking of uh, of phallic cot, in an early draft, he would he would have tried to kill Quark with seti eels. What? Which, when you think about yeah. it, in a Ferengi's ear, yeah. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Uh, except the Ferengi ear is so complex, the poor eel just gets lost and starves <laughs> to death. <laughs> would have been a fun callback, though. Uh, there was an extended shot of underboob in this episode. Yes, that was, yeah. yes, that was horrible because it was so front and center, mm-hmm. and it that guy's right face next to his was head the whole time. like. Can you imagine being either of those actors? Nope. and just having to deal with that for like two hours or something for the entire call to get that the one day. shot. Yeah, you know that's. I'm you can't okay lift your arms and you flash everyone. So much underboob. I'm okay with I it. I thought it was nice. Yeah, I was. I was, it was like, a I'm nice underboob. It was just perverts. awkward and weird. Jeez. Well, was, because was he was trying framing. to entice him with titties. I don't know. I get it. So it's not awkward and weird. Still. It's exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to be like, "Hey, buddy, see that underboob at your at your eye level? You can have some of this underboob and some awkward underboob." The underboob was not awkward. It was delicious. Look, underboob can be totally fine. In the the right placement situation. of it right next to that guy's head. Was okay, but I'm just saying, like, don't blame it on the underboob. It's not their no, fault. That no, underboob is attached not, to no, a lovely I was, human I didn't being mean to imply. Whose underboob you're now calling I didn't awkward, mean to imply that I had an issue with the underboob. You know, I had an issue with the usage You know, of it. you only pay attention to the underboob. I noticed that she was an expert Dabo player. Um, it was, you know, do Dabo girls play Dabo? Th- or no, do they but, just but, hang out? No, but Quark said that they, they were going to teach. Yeah. They were going to teach. Caught. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. It I was I who was the monster. I was listening to what was being said in the scene as opposed mm-hmm. to just oh, being no. a gamer. Yeah, you that's just oogling underboobs. That's the thing with, with nudity and sexuality and bullshit in television or you know on stage. I, I just read a script recently that you know has a long long fucking nude scene. I'm like, if I were to see this on a stage, I would not pay any attention to the plot. I'd be like, there's a wang out. Dang, dang, Look at the wang. It's just there. It's being like, a wang. It's like crazy wanging frog. about. Everyone loves crazy frog. Why does he have to have a penis? Crazy frog? Yeah, it's a 
British advertising mascot who has a naked frog. That <laughs> naked frog that goes. It was does big he have a for like ten minutes. Yes. Why does he have a penis? I don't know. Naked, What's it called? Frog. Crazy frog. Crazy frog. Look it up. Well, I gotta see this wang for myself. So before we wrap and move to the next episode, I gotta say a uh, highlight though of the dovetailed plots was when they beam over to the round roundabout runabout, <laughs> and Quark is standing there all cocky with the phaser, like he's the one that saved the day. It's like. No, Quark. I love him. Oh, he's just great. He's holding the guy at bay, but they had... No, but his face was He was holding like... the guy at bay, but they but they didn't pay the actor for that day. Oh, so yeah. they didn't show him. Yeah. Okay. I know last week we had an excuse for why the people who barged onto the, the station could have their phasers, and that, that was that Quark turned something off. Yeah. How did Cot have a phaser in this episode? Smuggled it up his butt. Yikes. Yeah, and again, like the transporter, the weapons detection grid only matters when it's central to the plot. Yeah. He was also very fucking sloppy at murdering. Like, everyone knows Cot is here to murder Quark. Quark has gone to Odo and said, hey, Cot wants to murder me. Odo has talked to Cot and been like, you want to murder Quark? And he's like, yeah, but whatever. Everyone does. And then he very, very sloppily just shows up in Quark's quarters and tries to strangle him. It's like, really? This is how you do it, guy? Your I, mother didn't Jesus raise you to act Christ. like this. I loved just his complete and utter lack of imagination. He's so bad at this. I was pretty awesome. Does explain how he's, Quark managed to dump him so easily. Yeah, he's just really bad at it. Ah, cool. So Julian was awful to yep. a really cool woman who needed a wheelchair. He, I'm sure, and I'm sure he thought of it as him being like the best guy. Oh yeah, no, he was like, oh yeah, but he was like controlling and bossing her around and like infantilized her and like there yeah, was, he there sucked. was, it was his bad. treatment of you her. You taught was me how to awful. fly. Yeah. yeah, I love you. <sighs> I barfed in my mouth. Did you see how sad I was when I saw on the screen that you got shot? Sad. <laughs> He actually didn't react that much, I thought. Oh, he just, he I expected that, you know, because the camera, the camera goes Ma- and zooms Ma- in on, on him and he doesn't do anything. I, I expected, you know, him to be like, oh no, that girl I fucked. What's no. her name? Barbie? Oh, no. at the, so at the end, did, did it seem that, like, did it seem to imply that they couldn't be together because she didn't take the treatment? Or. No, just, I think it was more yeah. the whole long distance she just, relationship. Or she, like, she finished, to live her she life. finished what she was doing. She realized be. she could probably do better. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, she's like, yeah. I, I mean, there's a ton of better reasons. Jax talked her out of it. But I just, I just wasn't sure. Like it, it seemed a little fuzzy at the end. It was. You're right. Why yeah. They couldn't be together. I liked her hair beads. Oh my god, oh, her hair was cool. I loved her hair. It's like the first time I ever fucking noticed any aesthetic of any costume in the whole fucking <laughs> three you series. The, you we've saw watched. the underboob. <laughs> that wasn't really. That's costume. a lack of costume. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did enjoy though the uh, underboob. The uh, he's Long. like talking about the Little Mermaid. He's like, did she, does she live happily ever after? And I just wanted to go. Oh, well, in the Disney version. Yeah. Why does Dax? Because it was Dax brought it up, not Julian. Because that's Why how does Dax this. Know this. That's how this show do. Well, also, everyone knows human trans- trans- everything. Is, yeah, a thousand years old, and she knew Hans Christian Andersen, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, apparently, wait. that's a. Apparently, that's a a, a common. Um, Knowing Hans Christian some, Anderson? No, no, in some in some like, you know, disability groups and stuff, like considering themselves like mermaids at the Oh, I thought you meant Dax knowing the No, 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 no. I also thought that I'm I was like, very why? confused where no. you were going with this. Sorry, no. And I don't fully understand it myself, so I'm not gonna speak as an authority on it. Well, because they don't have yeah. No, no, no. 
So I, I feel like I have they don't to... know what forks are called. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. They brush their hair with forks. It's very confusing. Rules of acquisition. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So in the following episode, rules of acquisition. More sexism. Yeah. Well, it is Ferengi. Fork takes his partner doci do and <laughs> we um. Round and round and round they go. Round and round and round they go. Yeah. So in this episode, pal. Yes, Pal. So we're playing Tongo, which is a Ferengi gambling game with Quark's entire staff plus Dax. seems to be like, what, super fast poker with, like, betting happening all the time? Yeah, betting. And it looks like, I don't know, there was, like, cards on the rotating table, which I guess must have something to do with something. Yeah. I'm sure a nerd has made rules to Tongo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll play it. God, can we find them? It's some kind of card game, but Dax is apparently really, really good at it and cleans up. And we also find out, you know, there's a new employee in Quark's Pell who is, like, strangely, like, very, like, helpful competent. and competent. And, like, Preferring. Rom isn't wow. crazy about this because Worf's like, I'm the brother. What was he like? Oh, brother. Who was like that, Rom? Yeah. I fucking hate Rom. Um, so, um, God, I hate Rom. Anyway. So anyway, um, they're, ha- they're, no. playing their, they're playing Fuck a little wrong. friendly game of Tongo, <laughs> and then who should call up but Grand Nagus Zek. Oh, dear God, and his uh, cats. Uh, <laughs> so Zek's like, Quark! Quark! Coming over! That was a good Grand Nagus Zek. Um, so Zek says, you know, hey, Quark, I'm, we're going to expand our operations of the Gamma Quadrant, and we want I want you to negotiate the first deal. I got these peeps coming over, the Dosai. I want you to get some tools. Tula, belly, tula berry wine from them. It's not, it looks tasty. The whole time watching it, I was like, man, I really looks, want cranberry looks, juice. I really want cranberry juice now. Wait, when did we actually see the tula berry wine? It wasn't red. Wasn't it? I thought what, we saw what, it. What, it was what, a what, color. When did we see it? I don't think we did. I thought it was the stuff that was coming out of the fountain in the, in the docile, like, Oh, place where they also, what that those... dose I do. Hang on, before we go on, what were, what were those things that Pell gave to Quark that was like basically popcorn that made you really want to drink? Oh, they were like, like oh, yeah. were those the same thing or something else? No, no that was peas. like those were space peas. peanuts. Those are... I wanted those too. So those were, were sand so, yeah, peas so, that so, make you real yeah, hungry. So real hungry tasty. whilst watching this episode. Um, so Pell is just sucking up to Quark the whole time, but Quark Quark likes it and is like, yeah, my new my new little buddy. So they go and they have these you know, disastrous negotiations with the Dosai, who are like these badasses. But Pell like is still very supportive of Quark and is like, let's just go and see the, um, you know, go find the Dosai and like go to their planet. And we'll tell them who's boss. And Quark's like, yeah, let's do that. So they do, and, and you know, long story short, the Dosai are like, we're not giving you this fucking tulaberry wine, dipshit. Um, <laughs> but one, but uh, and then out of nowhere, Pell. Plants one on Quark's lips. Oh, it's a lady! It's a lady, Ferengi. She takes she, She's wearing. Quark didn't even know until later. She's he, wearing fake ears because lady Ferengis have little ears aw, compared to yeah, the man. Quark had to be having some fucking Mulan confused sexual feelings about Pell. He didn't yeah. seem. He didn't seem very confused about his feelings exactly, though. He, he just wasn't like, going to address it. Yeah. Like he well, clearly, what I thought he was, clearly yeah. was into Pell. Wow, we'll, we'll, we'll get thought, we'll yeah. get to that. But yeah, so in the end, they he preferred profit. He, they don't they don't get the Tula Berry wine. Pell gets outed as a woman by fucking Rom. You yeah. piece of shit. Um, and well, they don't get the wine, but they get information. But yeah, they get information that yes. on the Dominion. Yeah, there's this other, apparently. I tease you because I love you. You know that, right? Yeah. 
Okay, I just want to make sure. Apparently, there's um, there's some big cheese people in the in the Gamma Quadrant that uh, if you want to get any business done, you got to deal with the Dominion. So we, we we get the first mention of this uh, mysterious group called the Dominion, which of course, of course, like that sounds like profit. And in the end, unfortunately, Pell is like, you know, yeah, the the world just isn't ready for a a female Ferengi. Be, it being wearing involved in clothes wearing clothes and, and making she, deals. Does she go live in the Gamma Quadrant? What happened to her again? I actually think she just goes away. Yeah. She takes his money and runs. But where is she going to go? And all he gives Anywhere. her is ten pieces of gold plus gold press Latin fucking cheapskate. It's ten bars. Yeah, it sounds like a fair amount. I think, I think it was... That's two days of work from Quark. <laughs> it's true. I think it... I don't know if it's... I don't know... I think it was implied to be enough whether... Canonically, it actually would have been. I don't like. Yeah, it. the the, the a value of gold purse latinum seems to fluctuate wildly. Yeah, because like a hundred and ninety nine bars of it in last week's episode gets like, you forty two ancient limited edition relics, and it was also like in enough to like barely enough to make a heavy duffel bag. Whereas ten is like a you know a box that's going to restart your life in this one, so I don't know what the values are. Yeah. Well, but the other guy was saying that one hundred ninety nine was a good start on fixing what had been done when he like fucked him over. So. Hmm. Oh, he was so, never he was never going to let Clark Quark off the hook. Well, that's true, but so that means like two hundred is like a lot. I mean, Q paid yeah. what a million well, he, bars. For... He said he was gonna, but yeah. I don't think he actually did. Did he? <laughs> no. And yeah, people, the and auction people, ended. And people pay crazy, crazy amount of money at auctions for stupid shit. So yeah, rich sure. people are dumb. Yeah. Mm. Anywho. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the writers were itching to, like, paint in more about what goes on in the Gamma Quadrant and, like, wrote this episode up so that they could see the Dominion in a comedy plot. Mm. I don't Did think they... this was a comedy plot. This wasn't plot. funny. How it's just heartbreaking. A lot, of, a lot yeah. of it is played for laughs, which made me really upset. Like, any time Zek goosed Kira, yeah, yeah. I got pissed. Yeah, mm. because they played it off like, oh, it's Zek being quirky and funny, and you're supposed to laugh at this. And the fact that I, I go, it's clear that it's supposed to be a joke because it happens three times, like a fucking joke. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is wrong and makes me squicky. I, I had a much better headcanon going until I was proven wrong, and it still would have been wrong. Don't misunderstand, but it would have been a little like. Kira cuts off his hands. So that would have been great. No. I thought she was going to punch him. I, she, know, I was hoping she would. She no, said she would. So the thing is, the second time yeah. it happens, they're in that sort of group together. And I was like, wait, was that even Zek or was was that Tall Dude? And then when Tall Dude showed up with the earring. Meridu? Yeah, Meridu shows up with the earring. He's like, wait, is that actually her? Is he secretly into her? Is this going to be a whole I thing? I wondered that too. And she was going to be like, look, Zek, I can't take this. Like, I didn't send this to you. And then Meridu would just wink. <laughs> And like it's like all right, yeah, he was still being kind of weird and stuff, but at least that would have been like, I don't know, something. I don't know what. Like mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been much better, but it would have been a little better. Nineties romance. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Zach is just gross. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the, uh, honestly, I think the I think Zach honestly in in retrospect is kind of a um, Wallace Shawn. No, is a, a is a Harvey is like is. I think oh, he's. I think he's yeah. actually a blatant parody of Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that's possible. He is like kind of making or breaking a lot of people's careers. Like, I mean, that like Gross. basically Zach looks and acts a lot like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> that's an insult to Zach. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he looks much better um, than Harvey Weinstein. To be fair, 
To be fair, well, yeah. I don't know. Did you watch that ear hair combing scene? Oh, the ear, the ear comb the, has a little head. of head on it, like his cane. Yep. Mm. Like just everything he owns. Yes. yes. Uh, I will say there was one thing I really appreciated, and it was subtle, and maybe it wasn't even really thought through that they had done this, but. When Dax and Pell are talking about the fact that Pell loves Quark. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, she's like, oh yeah, it's all, it's obvious you have feelings for him. It's like, I know. And I was like, oh yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, right, Dax has figured it out. It's like, oh, no, Dax is just to surprise everyone else to find out she's a woman. Yeah, Dax just assumed that, that it was a, a, same a, a same sex thing. And was totally just like, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, and I like that yeah. that detail was it, is there. working into Star Trek. I think it's been yeah. a while that they've been toying around with the having same-sex couples and, and, they, well, and, and they, portraying that kind of a thing. They don't commit for a while. But it was nice to see that at least someone on the show... Except with Garrick and Julie. Well, <laughs> but it was nice to see someone on the show just sort of treated and as very... And <laughs> As very matter-of-fact. Like, oh, yeah, no, of course. This, this, oh, you're... Oh, okay. And even later on, you know, with Garrick... Garrick? No. Quark. Quark, it's like... <laughs> All right, he's clearly not Garrick. into it, but he's also not like, get out of my life! He's just like, right. we're just not going to talk about this. Yeah, he doesn't yell no homo at him. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, like, if, if, it really is almost just like, you know, it's just kind of like, whoa, 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 you're really good at making profit too, and that turns me on. Bye. Like, <laughs> but you're still, it's nothing, pretty, it's just, so we're still going to be buddies, but like, yeah. Yeah, and I think like, you know, the fact that Quark doesn't even make the connection until Rom tells yeah. him is... Like, it definitely could have been good. played way more, like, gay panicky. And they yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know, you know why he passed out at that scene? is because all the blood rushed to his dick. I really actually like that scene. I like the, the technique they use of just going out of earshot of the camera. Earshot! Hey, hey! Yeah. Yeah. But I'm Ching. So that we don't hear what they're saying, but we just see the reactions. Because I feel like if we if you heard it, it would just be the same stuff you'd be expecting. So right. Just yeah. seeing the reactions. Yeah. And then Armin Sherman does such a, oh my God, such a cute little break down under the stairs. There, there had to have been great. a pad there or something. Well, I'm sure there was. Or someone still, caught him. But it was still very cute. Yeah, oh, was. the second best fall after Data oh, yeah. pretending to be a mannequin yeah. in uh, The Most Toys. Or Data doing his fall in Naked Now. Or that time where he jumped off the side of the thing. In first yeah, contact. Maybe not that one. And it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're actually talking about good falls? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I thought. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. So I was sitting there, and it's like, the problem again is this is the show I, I, you know, sort of watched a lot as a kid. So I'll never be certain when I'm actually clever versus somewhere in the deep mists of my barely functional memory, something <laughs> has swum to the surface. But so I have this note, okay, is, is Quark really going to be the chief negotiator? This is another weird thing. Ah, oh, this fucking, the waiter boy's going to have the gig because he's too good, isn't he? Wait a minute, is the waiter a lady? I figured it was that Pell was a, a woman really early on because of the vo- her voice. Yeah. Mm. There was nothing else giving it away to me except for the voice. And yeah, I was but like, she was pulling a funny weird, a funny Ferengi voice. I mean, yeah, all, but all Ferengi kind of do a weird voice. Yeah, I know, yeah. but this sounded wrong. like a very womanly voice. But they also, I mean, they they kind of like foreshadowed it by like giving Dax shit for being oh, they, a woman. They talk, oh, yeah, they yeah, talk yeah. about sexism like five well, times we're better than the yeah. women before we start talking to Pell about things. Like, you know, there's, there's, even the com- there's even the comment of, oh, you, you have the, the weak, tiny lobes of a female. Yeah. yeah. They, bring it up, they bring it up 15 times. Yeah, and she also has the weird ears because she's got, you know, the extra... They all have weird ears, No, but Chris. She's, she's got like... 
her ears are more shallow because she's got the fake ears over okay, her real but ones. And... I was going to say, but here's the thing. I think that was probably just a design flaw, not... Do you realize, Chris, all of them are wearing fake ears? Well, yes, but I mean, <laughs> because I, they're it, did, I think they actually designed hers to look like hers were... I did not notice that at all. Oh, yeah, no, if you look at her, they're like... Because usually they have very deep, like... Whatever the hell the inner Umox grooves. No, the the yes. bit that like leads into the Umox grooves. Yeah, yeah, they're Umox grooves. But like she had very shallow ears for ear Umox can- ear canal. Ear canal. Thank you. Umox. I'm curious what canal. Yes. I cannot say words anymore. <laughs> I want there to be some kind of word that sounds like labia, but it means ear folds. Yikes. Oh my. One, one thing that that um one thing that that struck me is that at, at least at first. They tried to make it that it wasn't going to be really a, a love thing, or at least, I mean, I guess it was pretty clear from the beginning, but they, you know, Pell's like, you know, I'm doing this because I want to earn profit, you mm-hmm. know, so it's more, it's which, more. Which she does. Which she does. I'm wondering if you think at all that having the love angle to it cheapened yes. Pell. I, I say no, but that's just because I have a little crush on Quark, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> I mean, I also have a little crush on Quark, but I do think it cheapens it because, ultim- I mean, it's good because she ultimately decides to continue to pursue her dream and be herself because she's like, I'm not going to be that kind of woman, but I think, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm torn because like at first it's sort of, but then you see like Quark kind of blow it at the end and you're like, oh, yeah. Quark, you regarding, fucking regarding idiot. Quark, I think, because yeah. I know I've seen this episode before and I remember it coming off as Quark being like the most progressive Ferengi, which isn't saying much because Ferengi, you're a fucking monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, and because and, Quark does have a couple like very, very glimmering redeeming moments, but I remember them being much bigger. Like, yeah. him, like he defends Pell to some extent. To, yeah, I mean, he gives up his... Gamma quadrant profits. Yeah, but that. then he says something to the effect of when she, when Pell says, you know, I want I want to wear clothes. You know, what would you think of me if I wore clothes? And he, you know, and I forget what the fuck the, the line yeah. is. Yeah, it would matter with, to me. The line yeah. is like an I'd care. It's like, yeah, oh, and that's well, that's. Oh, damn it, Quark! She likes you. Fuck you. She likes you. You're clearly into her to an extent. Like, just get over your outdated concept. I, I think we're asking a lot of the Quark character if to not say that because. I mean, oh, no, the one thing—the thing that we like about Quark is that he's Quark. Like, even mm-hmm. like when he's always doing something shady. Yeah. You know, he—he's the reason why Dax almost died last week was because yeah. Quark was trying to pull a shady deal. <laughs> no, I don't really make it makes perfect sense that he says it. Yeah. But there's still that part of you that kind of wants him to like not. Yeah. But you Quark but they, wants. But you can't. Like, you can't. Get her. You shouldn't also have all your character development. Like all at once. In one exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Season that's, two. And yeah, that's if he the thing. Come it's, at the end of the like, I could see Quark getting to that point. But yeah, it's. I don't. I wouldn't. I think it'd be very unrealistic if Quark had come out by the end of the episode and been like, "No, women should be." Oh yeah, no, no, like, don't get wrong. <laughs> women's I, I one hundred percent agree, but there's just that party. Yeah, like there's the sensible part. It's like this is how it has to go, and then there's a part of you that watches like romantic comedies that's just like, "Oh, Quark, don't be realistic. Be in love." I was shipping it real hard. Yeah. Again, this is another this is another character that I think like Pell would have been really great to be a returning character oh, or never even see like her a cast ever member. Again. Probably no. not. Oh, you know what's I great? Hate it. You know what's great? So the original title of this was Profit Margin. They're bad at titles this year. <laughs> yeah. It was it was originally written as a TNG script in which Pell was involved with Riker. So much like my thoughts about Melora just now. Like everyone, apparently, I just think everyone's banging Riker. Well, this one is day. definitely Wait, she's like she's still gonna be a Ferengi. This is very similar was Riker to, gonna bang to a Ferengi? The, uh, the I didn't look that far it? in. 
It's very The Outcast, that's yeah. true. Mm. Yeah, I, but... Yeah, no, it's, it's... Star Trek has solved gender. Thank you, Star yeah. Trek. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely screaming at the television. Like, literally, I was like, Quark, what the fuck? I was literally yelling at my TV. I'm sure my neighbor's thinking yeah. And again, you knew insane. it couldn't go that way. And you, it was more realistic for him not know, to. But you still... But Pell, Pell would have been the best thing to ever happen to Quark. Oh, totally. Are Seriously, you if he would have let her yeah. jerk yeah. off. Idiot. She was way better at everything Quark thinks he's good at. Oh, yeah. So much. Like her fucking popcorn plant thing. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Everyone will want it. You, you don't realize you're thirsty, but you keep getting a drink. Yeah, she's like... She's genius. Quark, it's yeah. called peanuts at the bar, you idiot. Well, it sounded like he already had peanuts. These are just the like better, super yeah. peanuts. Yeah. yeah, but I was... Oh, so this is the other thing, too, is in the beginning, I, it wasn't clear what this episode was going to be. Mm. So I was like, oh my God, he's going to over dehydrate everybody and they're all going to fucking <laughs> start dying <laughs> in the bar. <bottom. laughs> because, well, because if you're dehydrated yeah. and you start drinking alcohol, it's not going to help the matter. No, you, you that would have been so funny if that was the whole plot. Well, I was really, I was like, is this <laughs> what's so going to happen funny. in this episode? <laughs> I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Cisco crawling on the ground, like, uh, it's the knots. Uh, the peanuts I, um, are so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, Kayla, keep, uh, keep that in the back of your mind when we're writing DS9 oh fan my fictions. God. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, so I would have been a better for TAS than for Deep Space Nine, you know. Um, no, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want from me? Joking. Come on. No, that would have been a great <laughs> episode. I um, I liked. I did like the scene where the second Tongo game that that Zek is in. Oh where, yeah. Where it's basically. He's a cheating Calvin he, Ball. He just yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Calvin Ball. It's just I got a do-over because I'm Grand Nagus. <laughs> well, I think it's like yeah. There's a non-Ferengi in the room. That ain't gonna fly. That doesn't work when Fucking someone's there. That's not. Yeah, Try and, 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 and Dax also has the yeah. chutzpah to like be like, no, Zach, yeah. I'm not putting up with you. You and me, Dred Nagus, are the Ferengi, but I ain't a Ferengi, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I kind of like the, uh, I like the docile. I thought they were kind of Oh, cool. yeah, I like the makeup. Oh, okay, I, I, I really, I, I just really need that to be in-universe makeup as well. Like, I hope we're not supposed to believe that's That's like their a cheetah pattern. print. Yeah. I, if their I design is really original series. I think it was makeup. Like Yeah, like, like I think it's supposed to be even in-universe, but... Jake, Jake, the Ferengi's ears are fake. <laughs> no, no, I mean, yeah, like... That wasn't their real skin, Jake. Well, yeah, because all those we, actors those are tattooed. Well, like, people. Well, like, it's just like, you know, like, I've been watching The Mandalorian, and there's an episode where we see what looks like a Darth Maul species. Oh, it's it a is. And he's not made up like Darth Maul. Right. And it's like, because, like, I could totally see in Star Wars... Darth Maul being like his species just looks like Satan's. Yeah, but no, no, the, but no, they're just horned people. Yeah, the horns are natural. He everything tattooed else tattooed his whole shit. Yeah, well, that, that's what it is. Everything else is a tattoo with him. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so um, he's not just a, like a devil man. He's, yeah, like he did that to himself. Yeah, like the horns he still are. Is a devil. Man. I was gonna say we never said he was just a devil. The, the man. horns, the horns is. are natural, but Zabrak are usually like their skin tone. Generally, is they have a single skin tone, uh, which tends they they tend to be sort of like beige. So you, wait a minute. We've seen Welcome literally two a, of these characters. Welcome to Darth a Star Wars, Wars one other one, and you know the entire. You also see some in. Battle. Chris is to Star Wars sort of what you are to Star Trek a lot of the time. Well, I not uh, that 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 over over eggs my Star Wars knowledge. It over eggs no, your but they're also. Do you, do you know the name of every species in Star Trek? 
I know several of them. Yeah, Chris is a bigger nerd in Star Wars than you're in Star Trek. That's, well, he knew it was Brack. No, it's not Brack. Oh. But, um... <laughs> yeah, bitch, get it right. No, it's just that it's, it's in... It's... <laughs> it's in the Mandalorian, and you see. We will, we will cut the part where you're talking over him. Stop. You see non-tattooed Zabrak in Battlefront in Battlefront Two, which are no, like not canon story wise, but the aliens. Are I guess I, I didn't have those games. I guess I never noticed. Yeah. Uh, no, anyway. you do. Didn't you just say Battlefield? I said you say I, he has them. He's never I noticed. Them. I no, know. you noticed, didn't you? No. Sorry, anyway, I thought sorry, you were saying that you didn't tangent. have them. I have those games. I know you do. We've played them together. It's the beautiful part. Well, it depends on how we segue into it. Y'all are rude as fuck. Um, you don't have to keep all of it is the fucking problem. Uh, well, it's sometimes not that easy to find a good... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Abrupt cut. There we go. Yeah, but conversely, like, people who like the Star Trek also pro- sometimes like Star yeah, Wars, no. so it's not yeah. like... No. But, but, wait, but, but nerd talking about it. Seriously, where were we before we... It's a up? Star Trek podcast. We're talking about the doci and their makeup. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I imagine... Because, like, you can see with the... What's the woman's name? Il, Il something? Ilse? Uh, Ingrid Bergman? Uh, in, Inglatu? Oh, or is it Inglatu or Zyri? One of those. Uh, well, the, one of those... I think Zyri is the woman. Okay, so Zyri, like... Because she has her, you know... Not Ronald Moore. What's his name? Michael Pillar. Not Michael Pillar. Who are we talking about? Guy that took over when Roddenberry died. The showrunner? Took over what? Star Trek. Oh, it... Berman, Rick, Rick Berman, Berman. Oh, Rick had the Rick Berman approved deep V in her shirt, like the Roddenberry approved, but no underboob, sadly. But but like you can see, she just has like she doesn't have like bright red skin with dots, so it does seem like in universe it's also just makeup. It's not a skin because that would then be still not as stupid as nose hook guy, yeah. But up there, maybe her spots just don't go all the way down. Yeah, I just assumed it was guy, like a decorative. Well, the guy had the actually had the guy's costume was basically the same thing. It also had a ridiculous V cut into it, and you could see that they like that. Um, oh, you're right. His face did. paint like kind of like met down. Yeah, by you're the right. I forgot about that. Yeah. You're right. Equal uh, opportunity, bad costume design. Yeah, nice. But, uh, I did like them as a species. I thought that they were cool. It's like which one? I think you said Ross. They they do feel like they uh, dropped in from TOS. Uh, oh, TOS I, though. I hated yeah. their their yeah, entrance and because that, that kind of semi's like. Oh, they threw is, the man. Yeah, when they when they throw him in and he's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, that was. A and I'm over. He's like, so it's a comedy. We're just admitting this is a comedy because we're doing a comedy entrance. And then they did so many little comedy takes. Mm. Like anytime something happened in, in three succession, it's like oh, they're making it a comedy bit. Yeah. Like there's one where like you know Quark looks at a guy and then looks back at Pell, looks at a guy, looks back at Pell, looks back at a guy, back at Pell three times in a. It's like, it's a fucking comedy bit. There's, Please stop. There's also one of the most ridiculous scenes, which is Rom trying to find dirt on Pell. Oh. And so they cut to Pell's bedroom, which is destroyed. Yeah. And he does, he Rom, under the bed no, no, Rom is going through a pair of socks. Yeah. Puts it down, sits on the bed dejected, and then looks under the bed, which yeah. is where the box was very well, obvious. Well, Rom's also yeah. a moron. Right. No, Again. I know, I know, but like, it, it's drop like, him in a lake, couldn't find is, a couple. It is a like it was a comedy bit, yeah, like, yeah. and it was like super exaggerated. But I um, think it's okay to have a comedy well, bit. I mean, kind of. So this this actually comes up with uh, how um, how Jedzia t- like kind of talks about it is like when Jedzia is talking to Pell. So White Cat has um, a bunch of clock. 
when Jedzia is talking to Pell, like Jedzia is kind of like entertained by what's going on, mm. whereas Pell's like risking her life. Yeah, like well, that's because you know she could like... go to jail and like and Jed, but Jedzia is just like oh ha 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 well, whatever. She, yeah, she'd be like exiled from Ferenginar or some shit. I think. That's yeah. because Jedzia is like Jedzia's... timeless and shit and doesn't give a and fuck also, about Jedzia's anything. Like, right, hey, but one like, life. Jedzia's like mean? last week I almost got Julian off my back. Maybe this week I can get. Fork off my back. Yeah, <laughs> but but it just it just plays into like the kind of tonal dissonance between where like you know there's some serious topics in it and yet they're playing it so heavily as a uh, comedy. Yeah, yeah my think... God, Quark Quark made Jadzia's old like I'm guessing her first bedroom. Oh uh, yeah, oh. that was so creepy. And then so tried to kiss. bang her in it. I'm sure. No, he she said, said it was really sweet. I don't until he tried to kiss me. Oh yeah. fuck, you're right. Gross. He made my childhood home. I described it. He over. I think it was like he overheard over, it. He heard me describing it. Quark. Recreated it. Did terribly, but it was sweet. Here, then he tried to kiss me. Here's the thing. Me. Even like the last place in the world I would want to fuck. Is my childhood bedroom. Yeah, but Ferengi culture is different. I know. But, like, just. I don't need the room that I was so which, five years old in. So, which childhood home was it? Was it Jedzia's? Or was it Curzon's? Oh, or. What's it's Tobin? some other one. Asshole from last week? Yeah, it could was have it been Varad? Va- Varad. Good God, that asshole. Durf. <laughs> Uh, non-zero, non-zero chance there was someone named Durf. <laughs> Durf Dax. I think, I think we learn all of them at some point. We probably do, yeah. Durf Dax. There was the guy that they hid the boot, the anti-gravity boots in his locker. In the other Dax, Star, yeah. Star Trek VI. Yeah, the, no, co- the coincidental Dax. He had the feet that were akin to that guy's horrible nose. Yeah. Did I have anything else on this one? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, it was just notes. mostly a lot of Ferengi being terrible about women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Dominion name drop is super big. Yeah, oh, yeah. there were pack leads at the bar. Yeah, I noticed them. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm glad they're making their way in the world. Mm. They were definitely making eating, things eating those goddamn beans. But forgetting to drink. Who's dumber? Pack leads or ROM? Yes. I was going to say, <laughs> pack led, the pack leads are probably there because they've like declared Rom their leader <laughs> because they're so impressed by his brilliance. The, the dosa, I will say, I remember just thinking, like, it's kind of like the Klingons and the Ferengi had a weird baby. They're like, we really like Prophet, but we also like yelling at each other in big rooms while we drink. Hmm. Until Quark knocks our barrels over, because that's his way of negotiating? That was a power yeah. move. Yeah. Quark! Oh, God! <laughs> that, Odo just Odo, knows Odo, that Odo was one of the barrels. <laughs> Odo is weirdly possessive about his imaginary brother. Yes. He's like, if you had a brother, wouldn't you not make sure no one gets between you? He's like, I suppose I would! I think that was last week. No, that was it because because no, Rom was, was complaining about, about Pal. About Pal. Talking about brothers in both weeks. Yeah, Jesus no, that Christ. Quark and that was Quark and O'Brien, and this is Rom and oh. Odo. Yeah, but yeah, and, and, and Rom was like, you know, he's he's stealing my brother. No, wouldn't you hate that? No, and I was like, I don't have a brother. I that I know of anyway. And he's like, well, if you had one, he's like, hmm, they're right. I would murder somebody before letting them take my brother yeah, I think from he me. literally said I, would, I wouldn't, or if you, Rom said something like, would you let anyone get between you and your brother? And Odo was like, no, I guess not. Yeah, he's like shit. weirdly firm. It was, you don't know, you, maybe your brother's an asshole. What if your brother is the fucking shapeshifter equivalent of Rom? 
Oh. He probably is. He just kind of slinks around. He's like a. He just kind of like a, a little like I don't know. He kind of looks like a like a, a little puddle of goo with a face. Like hi, brother. It's like ah. God, you have trouble with faces. You have trouble with existing. You have nothing to say now. Every other time when stuff was going well, you had something to say. Cut but this. but this part here, you didn't. You let that go, huh? Cut it. Wow. Well, I mean, looking at how peaked the mic was most of that. Um, anyway, oh, I guess I guess of... I guess something you can cut. Yeah. Oh my god. So, <laughs> so. Well, that was a really poignant observation, Jake. Uh, we'll speaking be, of we'll poignant, cutting, we'll be cutting that. Yeah, I, of... that. I was hoping that somebody else would like say something else about that. Yeah, the segregation of women don't... is shitty, no matter what you're making them do. There we go. Great. Yes. All right, up next, next week, we'll be talking about two more episodes of Deep Space Nine. Um, if you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, you can find us on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Ooh. You can also find us online, Twitter and Tumblr. We are SSHB Podcast. On Facebook, you can search us as a star to steer her by. Why are you taking my cards? Them. Why are you going to interrupt my flow? SSHB Podcast. You can also visit us online. At, at sshbpodcast.com which right now just leads to our Tumblr but like whatever go there check it out and since Jake asked with his big boy words next week we'll be covering Necessary Evil and Second Sight oh that's what I wanted to know so we'll see you then until then I've been Caitlin I'm Jake this has been Chris this has been Ames I was James you got any rules of I don't remember which number it was, but uh, I think it was like kissing your boss's ass is never a bad idea, basically. So that's the rule of ass. Mel wanted Bell to kiss his face. Ayo. Hell heart quark. Maybe he finds her ass. And sloth love chunk. Mm.